Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hey guys, this is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and I want to give a shout out to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I think it's an awesome podcast, and you should definitely tune in. Be sure to feast your ears on the Wrestling Predict Cast. <laughs> everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host Ben and I am joined to talk Clash of Champions by Joe and Luke. How are you Joe? Yeah, good thank you mate, how are you? Not bad at all, how are you Luke? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. And uh, Clash of Champions then, so it's been a week since the pay-per-view. Um, not a bad pay-per-view I'd say, a lot went on, a lot kind of happened and uh, some major changes, a lot stayed the same. So, fair bit to talk about. I think before we get started, though, it's worth mentioning that two of the matches for the Wrestling Predict Cast competition were completely voided out. Joe will be gutted that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad didn't go ahead as he had uh, planned. The first time you were going to see Shayna Baszler in a pay-per-view this competition, this round, and it didn't happen, Joe. How do you feel about that one? Uh, I feel like it's a real letdown, to be honest. Um, it's only a matter of time until Shayna Baszler uh, dominates the women's division, as I've been saying for nearly two years now. <laughs> and, the, and the good thing about WWE is that they're known for bringing stars back um, really, really strongly if they don't push them initially. So um, all, all, all roads point to really positive things for Shayna down the road. You reckon women's women's Royal Rumble this year, right? <laughs> Did I pick her last year? Yeah. <laughs> Did she compete in it last year? I think she did. I think she made final four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might I might not have her as a wild card next year. Um <laughs> But I, I will I will say in her defence that she hasn't cost me a lot of points. That's true. That's true. That was one that was one wild card tactic. Just pick someone who's never gonna wrestle. That was yeah. good. That kinda worked. Yeah, I might I might have Vince McMahon next year. <laughs> <laughs> still he'd still feature more Shane Baszler. That's 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 the sad fact. Out for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we'll talk Clash of Champions. There's there's loads of matches to get through that didn't really make a massive impact. Um, I guess before we make a major start, Luke, what did you actually think of the pay per view? Any good? Happy with it? Please? Pressed? Yeah. So I thought a lot of stuff in the middle could have been a lot better put together. But I think the strength of not including the pre show, the strength of the opening match and the last two matches kind of pull it kind of pulled it through um and obviously we'll get onto that but yeah yeah i think i think overall it was a good pay-per-view because of three really good matches in my opinion but the the rest like you know if you haven't watched it yet and you're gonna you haven't and you've listened to this first for some reason you can you can can just watch three matches can't you and then you've watched you don't need to watch the rest and we'll tell you what those three matches are at the end (laughs) so you have to listen And to, be, and to be fair, I think all but the last match you'd have already seen anyway. I don't think there's anything major, like majorly new. I mean, even the match that we were talking about, the, the first match, which I'm sure we'll come on to momentarily, um, Sammy and Jeff and AJ, we'd seen that on the SmackDown like the d- two days beforehand. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, which which to get, if we, I don't know if we're going to go into that match, but which was a bit of a, which I thought to myself, I've picked, I've backed an absolute winner with Sammy Zayn until he then won by. Uh, sheepish means on the Friday and I thought okay well that was their chance to do it and then he did it again on the pay-per-view and that brought a result in for me which I was absolutely delighted by yeah um, well, I'll tell you what we'll get going, going against my going against my running order we'll go straight into the, one of the best matches of the uh, pay-per-view <laughs> um, Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn then um, the first proper opening match um, oh, yeah, yeah Sami Zayn gets a victory we did a very um competitive and kind of unlike us three-way split to make this uh you know interesting and i'll be honest with you out of all the three of these i did not think sammy zane was coming away with this win at all i don't i don't i don't want to take credit fully for that mate but I, I, it was it was down to me and it uh, turns out i was the winner as well so i was absolutely buzzing for that so because you got to choose last out between me and luke yeah and when uh, uh, sammy zane's left i'll take him you managed to get the win I mean, to, right. to, to be fair, I, I think, I, I think I, Joe's... I that might be my tactic going forward, mate. To be honest, because like that, that's that's a hundred percent success rate. When I actually back my own, it's about fifty percent success rate. So it's true. That's true. 
to be fair, I think you were similar to me, Joe, because didn't you say that you didn't think it'd be AJ Styles? You thought it'd be Jeff Hardy, but because we'd picked them, you went for Sami Zayn. So you'd ruled, you'd ruled that AJ, to be fair. Yeah, I think we, I think there needs, needs to be something going forward for Triple Threats where we are forced to have um, like a different one for, for every Triple Threat going forward. But I don't know how that works. I think, fun, I think we will judge the Survivor that. Series. I think we'll judge that based entirely on the triple threat. Though. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not making that a stipulation now and being forced to have someone that's clearly nowhere near the win because you two got to pick first. I'm not having that. So, um, Luke, are you happy that Sami Zayn's the Intercontinental Champion? I am actually. Um, even though I picked Jeff Hardy because I, that's who I thought was going to win, I probably wanted Sami Zayn to win more than the others. I really quite like Sami Zayn. I think he's just like just something different, isn't he? to what you get normally for with everyone else. And I, and I thought, actually, the way they did the whole match was brilliant. Um, I thought the finish was creative with how he used the handcuffs and put it through Jeff Hardy's ear, um, which, was a bit, which was just crazy. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought you know, until, until the later matches, this was like, I thought this was going to be the best match of the night. I thought I really, really enjoyed it. I, how strong is that part of your ear? Like, do you know what I mean? Because, like, when Randy Orton, I don't know if, if it was in the time you've been watching it, Luke, but when Randy Orton used to, went for a phase of putting his fingers through those holes and pulling at Jeff Hardy's ears, I'd go, that they, like that doesn't seem like that's a safe thing to do. And then when Sami Zayn started to put the handcuff through, I'm thinking, he can't possibly actually do, like, that part of your ear can't be that strong, surely. And then, and even that point, I was thinking, I wonder how Jeff Hardy's going to still win this. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> still didn't see Sami Zayn doing it. I mean, I'm not sure he put the full force of the ladders on his ear, though. I think he, I think he held it pretty much most. Oh of the yeah, time. oh oh yeah. But, <laughs> but swinging still, from it, that's not a risk I take. He wasn't swinging from it. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dead, super creative, really, really, um, really positive start. And like it's like you said, you kind of watched this and thought to yourself, I don't know how they're gonna, they're gonna top it. So yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Um, Hardy or AJ Styles where do you see either of those two going from here any competitors you see them pushing forward or going going ahead to I think we'll come on to it but I think one of them will move in the draft yeah yeah. I was I was before I knew there was going to be a draft I kind of thought a Jeff Hardy Roman Reigns feud might not be a bad way forward it's, it's usually a bit of a bit of a bit of a road that you lose the intercontinental and then take the step up towards the main event from there, really, which doesn't necessarily logically make sense, but you know what I mean. So Hardy yeah, Reigns wouldn't be a terrible way, idea. That's the case when you're on the way up. I think probably I'm, we're, I'm not sure about that for Hardy now. I feel just like that, sign, that you should be the way forward, definitely. Just sign a new contract, though. Jeff Hardy. So maybe, you know, you want to you wanna make his big money worth something. Face of the brand, Jeff Hardy. Oh, I don't think he's getting a title. But as a as a as a you know as a feud for Reigns, it's not a bad. I wouldn't say it's a bad move. It'd be great if could, it'd be great if you could have a different storyline to I I I am an addict. I was an addict. Like I'm getting over it slowly but surely. Like we get it. You're looking for some baby, some baby face sympathy. Just we, we've got we've got the message now. Like you don't need to tell us that every every show. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so we'll move on and we'll cover some of the less interesting ones before we get to the more interesting. I did not watch Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro versus Lucha House Party. I was shocked to find out that they were on the pre-show. Did either of you two watch it? Yeah. Of course. All right then, Luke, take it away. Was it any good? Well, actually, it wasn't meant to be on the pre-show because it was meant to be Asuka and Zena Vega, but because of all the changes, they've mixed it up at last minute. Um, so there you go. But... Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> But I, 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 I really like this. But all the wrestlers in the match, and I know you don't really like Lucha House Party, but again, I thought it was quite a good match, and it annoyed me a little bit. It was in the pre-show because pre-show matches always tend to be rushed a little bit, don't they? So, which is probably beneficial for you guys. But um, <laughs> I think it, I think what the did was all right. It's just an average, it's just an average, all right match. No surprises. I was a bit surprised. Well, I was surprised that they um, didn't make more of a thing about Lucha House Party splitting up because that's where I thought it was going, but just a normal match yeah it's almost as if there's not a massive demand for that breakup isn't there and <laughs> there's a, there is a story there there's a story there but they need to turn someone mega heel they need to do something decent with it I, to, I, you know. I, I I watched that match thinking 
oh, okay, I know which one's which now because Luke's explained it. And then <laughs> but I kind of half remembered how he explained it, which made it much, much worse. Because I was like, oh, okay, I'm pretty sure that... Like beforehand, I was pretty sure that's Kalisto, the one with the beard. And now I think it's different. Uh, it's now Lindsay. But is that right? Or did Luke say something different? Because now I'm confused. It might be Grandma Talik. Isn't he the fat one? Who knows? It's all a bit like... <laughs> it's not made it any better. So uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro moving, not even moving beyond Lucha House Party because uh, they they meet up yet again on SmackDown this week. So uh, <laughs> still the same, still still plugging away at the same feuds. But yeah, we'll see. And if, and if not together individually, obviously. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly. It's a it's a it's a three versus three, but Lucha House Party drafting someone extra for those people that haven't managed to see SmackDown yet. They draft in someone else other than Kalisto. Kalisto so which causes more of a more fracture right then um unless Joe has anything to add about that fantastic pre-show match no I tried to skip over before I made to be honest all right fair enough um Street Profits versus Andrade and Gaza um I think I was fairly surprised that Street Profits won this to be honest and but you know it's kind of they're pushing for the Andrade and Gaza split, and I think that's where this is pretty much gone. Um, what, what did you actually think of the match, Joe? Um, I thought it was okay. I wouldn't say overly memorable. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm just not a big. I'm just not a big fan of this. I feel like I've seen it a hundred times. This is. It was very skippable from my perspective. In fact, I can't even remember who did we. Who do we all back for this? Who, who do we all back for this one? We weren't sure at this point, but we pretty much, because we weren't sure, we all pretty much said it would be Street Profits keeping it because we thought that if it was Rollins and Murphy, it would split them up. Or if it was Andrade and Gaza, it would split uh, them up. I None do. of us believe that Carrillo and Mysterio was taking it because that wouldn't have made any logical sense. So we all backed Street Profits because we thought there'd be a story coming out of it. <sighs> so, I, I so naive. The, the memorable thing for me, this was the finish because it didn't actually finish. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And that's and that's poor that because it, it was he clearly kicked out. That's what's really he, it wasn't even close. But there was an injury. He was injured, wasn't he? The um the uh, Angel Garza was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, it's just poor communication, isn't it? If that's the case, because like I say, just clear, it clear like it, it was literally just after two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's nothing, you know. It's it's this is the best of the best. This is WWE at a pay per view. You could at least have the ref go. It finishes now. There's a way of communicating that better than, you know, the way like, it was. That stay down would have been would have been yeah, like just, just, any, just <laughs> anything at all. Just <laughs> I'm also I've got to be honest. I'm also not a big fan of the um, what's going. I don't, I, have you guys seen Raw the Raw following Clash of Champions? Yes, I have. I haven't but, no. Okay, well, I don't think this is a massive spoiler. I'm not a big fan of what they're doing with um, with Zelina and Andrade because Andrade basically came out on Raw and was like you're to Zelina like you're basically nothing without me and I'm sort of a bit like I'm not sure who that really benefits because it doesn't make Andrade look very good and it doesn't make Zelina look very good and and it also is a bit awkward um there's some of the stuff that WWE do in some of their storylines and against like their sort of brand messages are a bit all over the place I mean it is I mean fundamentally to be to be like a to have a, a be a star which is like an anti-bullying campaign um, and be a wrestling company where pretty much half your storylines are based on bullying is quite difficult. But then when they do things like that, you just think, you know, it's not it's not great. It's not great. I'm not sure if it's different story writers, but I find that especially with Raw at the moment. Like Smackdowns, I think is pretty good, but yeah. Raw seems to be really poor storylines at the moment. I think the problem we've got, and this pay per view shows it, is we're all just waiting for Friday. We're all just waiting for the draft. And a bit of a shake-up. So they can't actually push any proper stories. They've moved a couple on that we know were go heading the way they were anyway. But everything else is just in a bit of a holding pattern until they mix it all up again and they can start some proper feuds again. Because this episode of Raw and SmackDown, to be fair, SmackDown had a bit more to it. But the episode of Raw particularly just felt like everything was exactly the same as it was before Clash of Champions. They didn't seem to move anything forward. So... Mm -hmm. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you on that. I will say though, from a Clash of Champions review perspective, the, the, the fights that were the most interesting ones were the ones that have got a bit of a long-term story build to it. 
So I think the draft will freshen it up totally, but they really need to start investing in some long-term storylines. So if you think Roman and Jay, you know, that's a family feud. Orton and McIntyre has been going on for ages. Even the triple threat uh, in Constance that we've talked about already was like, that was going on for four, five, six weeks. And then you put in together, like you're having like Andrade and Garza versus the Street Profits with six days notice. And like, no wonder we don't care about it. And we've already seen it. And we've already seen it like four or five times. It's it's, the, yeah. it's there's nothing new to it at all. So and it was yeah. the same match on the last pay per view, along with along with some of the other ones on this as yeah. well. Well, talking of that, then we'll move we'll move we'll move on to that. The US title, Apollo Cruz versus Bobby Lashley. Now, to be fair, this was a good match. There was actually it was it was a real shame because Apollo Cruz and Bobby Lashley had a really good match, but there was absolutely no way that Apollo Cruz was winning this. So you're watching it thinking it's it's just because they have to have every belt, you're going through the motions here. What do you reckon, Luke? Yeah, no, exactly the same. It's just a retread of everything we've already seen. Like Apollo Crews versus the Hurt, someone from the Hurt business. Like That's just what it is at the moment. The Hurt business, right? I really like the Hurt business, just to move on to those. Um, but I'm a bit confused by them at the moment because, like, are we cheering them or booing them? Because like, are they saving the company from retribution? Or they're taking over the company in massive heels. I don't really I, know. I don't think. I think what they're aiming for is somewhere in between that. I think WWE have got that thing. They always they find someone that the whole crowd really really like, but they know that if you turn and face, the crowd will go off them. So you end up with a situation where WWE are keeping them heel because they think because people think they're a cool group or they're a cool heel. So it's it's it gets muddied really. Um, Along those lines, Hurt, you know, it, Raw didn't move the story on any further. Hurt Business were in exactly the same matches that they had been already. Um, so hopefully, would you like to see Hurt Business move to SmackDown away from Raw? Or do you think that's where they're best suited? What do you reckon, Joe? Hey, your questions to me today are terrible. <laughs> you really got to give me a question that I've got. I've got an opinion on. Um, I like. I think they're probably best on Raw, mate. To be honest. Yeah. Um, like I've got no. Like, I've got no reason behind that. I think. I think there's. <clears throat> I think when, when they do the draft, I think I like to see people that are underused on one show move to the other to kind of reinvigorate them, rather than moving like the top performers. And I would say Hurt Business is at the top end of the card. So if you're talking about people on Raw that are woefully underutilized i'm talking about people like kevin owens maybe alistair black um you could you could even argue seth Rollins isn't particularly well used there um you could split up mysterios and get them put one on each brand like so i do more like that i think the hurt business is in a pretty good place on raw and i don't know why you'd move them especially if retribution who can cause anarchy across the whole wwe are exclusive to raw yeah no that's true that's fair Okay, so the women's title. Can I ask, you a, quick, can I ask you a quick question, Ben, just before we move on, just out of interest. Which do you think was the longer match, the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza or uh, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews? It was the Street Profits one, wasn't it? No, they were exactly the same time. Right? They were exactly <laughs> the same time. <laughs> what a pointless statistic. Eight, eight and why have you looked that up? Why have you why have you even bothered to look that up? What did you did you think that was there was a there was a point of interest there? It's not even like it's a really short time for both no. of them. Or, or really long time. That's just like an average short match. That is literally like they said, and here it here's here's something for you for behind the scenes. It's literally like they said, you've both got twenty minutes. And you've got twenty minutes. Make sure that you do your twenty minutes. And then when twenty minutes was closed, they said to the ref, let them know the match is ending. <laughs> I would say the most interesting thing about the Street Profits versus Andrade and Andrade was that that was exactly the same length of time as the previous match. Okay, thanks for that. Um, Selena Vega versus, and you complained about the questions you asked me, (laughs) questions I asked you, unbelievable. Selena Vega versus Asuka. Um, Again, I mean, there's there's, there's a reason this was pre-show. This wasn't going to go any other way than Asuka winning it. I don't know if either of you two have got anything to add to this whatsoever. I think no, you go, Joe. I, I, I think Zelina Vega's. I think Zelina Vega is a solid wrestler. I just think the problem you've got is you made Asuka look invincible, and you made uh, Zelina Vega look 
pretty average. So it's, it, to to give us a week where Zelina get, slaps Asuka in the face and then they fight at the pay per view doesn't make doesn't make sense. You're not built you're not built anywhere near enough for us to think that's a credible threat. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, I quite like the fact they're pushing someone new. Yeah, but like, but like I say, they haven't given it a, enough time. And I thought the match was a bit poor actually compared to a lot of them. And the finish came a bit out of nowhere. And then like Vega like beat her down afterwards, but Oscar wasn't hurt, so that didn't really make much sense. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just a bit bit of a weird match, I thought. It was particularly, it was really telling, and it's worth, I think it's worth probably going into this now anyway. It was really telling when Asuka came out for the Bailey match, and you kind of went, well, this can only go one. This this isn't good for anybody because Asuka's already faced somebody. So if she gives Bailey a really good match here, you're just making Bailey look shit. You're just making her look really, really terrible. So it was, it was, it was kind of. I don't know why you'd book Asuka other than we've got no one else to face Bailey in the building at the minute, and the belts all need to be on the line. So. I, I truly believe they'll fix the women's division in the draft. I think they have to. I think, well, do I think that? I think I think that I think they've absolutely stacked the women's division in NXT. Um, and I think, if I'm being really cynical, I think that's in part because that's what AEW have failed to do. So their their women's division is <clears throat> really quite poor, and I think they've stacked the NXT division to try and get a bit of viewership on that basis. But I think now, if you look at Raw and SmackDown, they're crying out for some from some fresh women. I mean, the, the, the missing Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, aren't they as well? Yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Rouser, yeah. And then you've got your, your, probably your next two best in a feud with each other. Yeah. And then, which is Sasha and Bailey, and then you've got Alexa Bliss having a feud with various men. You know, it's like it's just like you know, it's it's just one of them, isn't it? <clears throat> it's tr- it's tricky because I mean, I was it, we cover this in the draft if we talk about the draft a bit um, at the end, I know we're kind of doing it as we go through, but the next question is, is who's next for Asuka after this? Selena Vega came out and challenged her again on, um, on Raw. So it was like, we're not moving forward here, but you've, you really got to wonder, well, there's no one else at any level here to face Asuka unless you bring someone up from NXT. I, I heard Carmella's back, mate. Oh, she's oh. she Smackdown or not? I don't know. Well, well we're, we're not going to know from Friday, but my God, that how disappointing when they've been they've been plugging someone. You thought I, I genuinely didn't have a clue who it was. I didn't know who this person was going to be that's writing on this frigging um, mirror. And then when it ended up being Carmelo, and you're like, oh come on, like it's not going to go any any other way for you at all. I didn't realise that she was off TV. No, it? that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. yeah well. Was it? Wasn't Mandy Rose drafted to Raw already? Maybe it'd be her. So you haven't. Oh no, no, no. You obviously you haven't seen Raw, so slight spoilers for you. But I don't think you'll mind. She's now in the tag team division. <laughs> I think you, I think she's now in the tag team division with Dana Brooke, mate. All oh, right. So um. From SmackDown. Pardon? Who's also from SmackDown? So I didn't know. I did not know that. I, I, if you'd asked me before this, I would not tell you which brand that Dana Brooke was was originally on before this. Talk about the draft, mate, because we're just doing drafts before the draft. Also, mate, just Ke- Kevin Owens was on um, SmackDown last week as well, Luke, and he's on Raw, so I don't know about that either. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But that was the Invitational. They made that very clear. That was the Invitational. The Invitational, it, no one's keeping score on that Invitational, are they? Anyway, Ben, summarise what you're saying. In terms of the women's division, nobody's ready for Oscar. That's true. That's true. Okay, then. Um, that's all the. Ben, inconsequent. Oh, go on. Before you go on to that, I was going to mention about Sasha Banks turning up because I thought that was too soon. I don't know about you, but because I mean, I know I know they want to get now to Hell in a Cell, and but I just felt like it was a bit rushed, and you know, something you've been excited for, but I just thought that was quite poor and a bit flat. I don't know about you. I I absolutely agree. I think I said it the last paper. I said it the last when we did the Clash of Champions. Um, predictions they needed to keep Sasha and Bailey absolutely away from each other and they have a perfect opportunity if they just had Sasha injured and then on Friday they draft her to Smackdown or to Raw she's on Smackdown so he draft her to Raw and then they're apart from each other and then I would genuinely have kept it until they, they clash at Survivor Series because they're on either side of the um, teams or whatever it ends up being <clears throat> that's when they meet the next time and then have Sasha win the Royal Rumble and she picks Bailey. That's how I'd have told that story. Now it's kind of 
you know, Hell in a Cell is meant to be the blow off of feuds. And if they meet in Hell in a Cell, it's like, where do you go from there? I, I think they will. I think they will meet in Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, as well. But that's that's that's, that's disappointing for me. They built it yeah. for so long, and it's been they've done some really good storytelling in the last six months on it, and it just seems like they've rushed this last bit, which seems a bit weird. Or two, because if they'd done it well enough, it could have easily been at least the women's headliner for WrestleMania, if not the headliner for WrestleMania, depending on whether the rumors for Roman Reigns or or what's been developed this week for Roman Reigns comes about. It could have easily headlined WrestleMania. So it's it's. A tricky one, really, because it does feel like they've just pushed it through. Or you, or they could prolong this quite easily, in my opinion, by having a bit of a, having a bit of a schmoz finish. So I think Bailey's got a win at Hell in a Cell um, over Sasha, but I feel like someone's got to get involved or something's got to kick off that maybe it's a Charlotte Flair return or or something like that. Don't know what. And then they get split on brands. So Sasha goes to Raw, Bailey stays on SmackDown as the champion. They, Sasha can't get to Bailey until she wins the Royal Rumble and yeah. then fight at WrestleMania. And there you've got your big blow-off match, which everyone's been waiting six months to do. There you go, mate. Sorted. Thanks, Sasha, Banks, Sasha Banks for the Rumble this year, mate. Telling you. Mark it down, guys. It's not quite, that's not quite the audacious <laughs> prediction that friggin' Shayna Baszler was the, the, the day after no. WrestleMania like you made last, like last year. That was unfortunate. <laughs> Jeremy was a film fan. Jeremy had questions. Like who's got the best beard in movies? Which film starring a wrestler is best? And what's the best film series that's been made into Lego? Jeremy tried Google, but who uses that old system anymore? Then Jeremy found that movie list podcast. A podcast which gave him the answers to the most obscure, bizarre and some say pointless movie related lists. You can listen and subscribe to that movie list podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, be like Jeremy. All right then, so we'll move on to the more kind of consequential, really properly decent matches, to be fair. Um, we'll start with Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance match. Um, what do you reckon to this one? Drew McIntyre got the win, um, which was against most of our predictions. Me and me, Both me and Luke believed that Orton was going to win this one, or... Or more to the point, Luke had to pick it because it was uh, Joe's wild card. But I think you did reckon Orton was going to win it, didn't you? No, I did say Drew. Oh, did you? Oh, fair yeah. play. I yeah. easily thought Orton was going to win this. I was I was backing it completely and, and totally. Then and, uh, Joe Joe had to back McIntyre because of the wild card. Um, can I can I, I can I offer an opinion on this match? Yeah, of course. The thing that, the thing that really irritated me about the match, I really like the match, by the way. I do gen, I do generally like ambulance matches and just something different, isn't it? Like, chuck them in the back of an ambulance and you're always going to get that thing where they're unable to close the ambulance door because of just lethargy or whatever the issue is, right? But you've got four dudes that come out during the match and get involved, but none of them are that, like, none of them are, like, like that arse they like finish the job off. Like Big Show will like grab his leg, choke slam him, and then just go, right? And then like Shawn Michaels will kick him, a super kick him, then push him off the ambulance, and then go. And Christian will beat him up backstage, and then go. And you're like, well, why? Like if you if you really want to make sure that he doesn't win, don't do that five minutes in and let, let the match go for like thirty more minutes. Like just see him away. Like see it away. I don't understand why. But that that just took me took me out of it a bit. See, from my perspective, though, that they had to do it that way because if they didn't, then it's helping Drew McIntyre out too much. It makes him look like he's a bit weaker than he was. <clears throat> I thought you only need to do, you only need to do that once, and you need to do it at an opportune moment, like the Shawn Michaels on top of the ambulance when, uh, or you know, Shawn Michaels coming out super kicking in, kicking Randy when he's about to win would have been great because it helped Drew out momentarily but you know and it was a nice moment but you don't need to have all four of them involved in the match so it was just a bit it was a bit it, was a bit, it became a bit of like a yeah, but, yeah, but no, so I, didn't, I didn't think that at all because i thought that's part of the story because they're the legends that he's been destroying in the past couple of months so they've all come back during an ambulance match to you know the drew need four old people to help him beat randy orton so i don't think that makes him look particularly good either yeah, I, I, I do. I don't, 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 I don
essentially his finisher, and I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't think it. Might, I don't think it makes Drew look great. And then for him to come out and roar and be like, "Oh wow, guys, thanks so much." It's just like it's just a bit. It was just a bit. It was a bit awkward. It was a bit awkward. No, it wasn't for me anyway. We, we might agree to disagree on that one. I like that they're trying to tie it all together. I did like their involvement because it was a story. So it made sense that the, the three of them got involved. Ooh. But I kind of know exactly what you're talking about with it being like, you know, it, it, the idea was this is Ric Flair's idea. Ric Flair brought them all together to do it. You're like, well, you could have coordinated it a bit better. Yeah. You know, you could have, you could have all, and, and but, but Luke's right as well. If you had done that, Drew McIntyre ends up looking dead weak, like he needed needed Randy Orton's help. I mean, no, sorry, that he needed Ric Flair and the legend's help. So it is, it is a tricky one. There's four of them. Grab a leg and army, chuck it in the back of the ambulance, and Ric Flair drives them off. It'd like, take two minutes. It's not even a big job. I, I would be terrified if Ric Flair drove anything, let alone let alone with, <laughs> with, with one of the biggest superstars of WWE in the back of the van. I'm not, I'm not having that. Yeah, the sirens are warning for other people. I thought... I always thought the ambulance had to drive off at the end as well. I always thought they had a driver in the ambulance that drove off. I was a bit disappointed with that. They did. I thought Rick did. Rick Flair did drive off. Very, very, very much. Yeah. Oh, they, was it? I missed. I think I missed that bit then. I just because it because it took a while for him to actually happen. All right, fair <laughs> enough then. He was going very yeah, like less than five miles an hour. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's usually a bit more than that, but okay. Um, right. So obviously. It was it was an impressive match, and I like what they I like what they did, and they they absolutely pummeled each other. Um, this doesn't look like it's ending though, does it? Because obviously there's a little Orton gets a little bit not not to spoil anything, but Orton is involved on uh, on Monday um, a little bit more so on the Monday Night Raw following this. So it is it does get a little bit um, it carries on, I guess, and and we'll see where it goes from here. Do you think this is going to be McIntyre versus Orton at Hell in a Cell? Probably. Yeah. I mean, who else is he fighting? Well, when, it's when, Orton, that... when, when Orton comes through going, if we have a rematch, we're going to go through hell. You're like, oh, I wonder where this is leading to. <laughs> <laughs> but at the moment we've got... No, the idea. We've... no idea. No foreshadowing there at all. Perfect. Nailed it. So, so far we've potentially got three actual Hell in a Cell matches, though. And the maximum you have is two. No, not necessarily. Is that, where, is that you can have three though. There's only so much you can do. Mate, Usually you have one at the beginning, one at the end. You need to go old TNA style, mate, where all the matches are in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> who doesn't want to see? Who doesn't want to see Angel Garza and Andrade versus the Street Profits in Hell in a Cell? I want to see that. I've never seen Hell in a Cell. So what is so what is Hell in a Cell? Is it just a cage match with a roof on? Yeah. Right. That you that they have cut holes in the side so that you can very easily get up on top of the roof of the cell, which happens every single time. So right. even though Hell in a Cell is meant to contain the 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 fury and the anger and the animosity to end the feud, they always find a way out of it and they always find a way up on top of the cell. So to to, to be fair, to just give you the difference between it, the the, the Hell in a Cell, the, the actual cell goes about also goes about a meter out from the ring so it's not you know with the cage rested on the ring itself yeah cell is like it's like a it's a contained unit that goes around so you get underneath the ring and you can get your weapons out and it's it's basically a no dq apart from last year i thought you'd seen a hell in a cell with seth rollins versus the fiend no that's before so oh. Series is my first last year okay so that to be that to be fair worst, that was the worst hell in a cell match i've ever seen to be fair, Hell in a Cell done well is incredible. Like, Hell in a Cell done well can be amazing. I mean, there was... And, and even ones you wouldn't necessarily expect. New Day versus the Usos did their, did, the, did the first ever... I think it was the first ever tag team Hell in a Cell. And it was incredible. It was just brutal. And it was, it was brilliant. Um, obviously, the Mick Foley Undertaker Hell in a Cell one is, is the one that's renowned. But there's... There was a six... Do you remember the six-man Hell in a Cell? With, like... And I forget who was in it, but it was definitely Undertaker, Rikishi... Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, I think The Rock was in it, and right. and someone else in like the end of the Attitude Era. And it was, I mean, that was a that was, I mean, that's I think Rikishi broke his pelvis falling off the cell. I'm gonna have to dig this out. I'm gonna have to dig it out. I'll, sh- I'll share it with you on the WhatsApp group. Someone later. will be someone will be thrown off. Usually, what happens is someone is thrown off, not the top anymore, because they really screwed some wrestlers over doing that. But as they're fighting on the side, someone will fall off the cell through the announcer's desk. They do it every single time. 
It's just who's going to be the one to do it this year. But to be fair, it's very, it is an impressive spot when you see it regardless. It's like every time you see it, you think that, that is, it takes some balls. It's very yeah. impressive it's to do it. A bit like Jeff Hardy jumping off the top of a ladder. It yes. doesn't make it any less enjoyable. It doesn't. It doesn't. And even though it makes no logical sense that he's doing it, it's not hurting. It, it genuinely hurts him more than anyone else. You know it does. But you love to see it. You just love to see it. Yeah. Okay, so I think it's time to move on to the last match of Clash of Champions, which was Roman Reigns versus Jimmy Uso. And I've got to eat my words a bit because at the Clash of Champions prediction show, I said that I was gutted they hadn't built this properly and that I think this needed more storytelling. And in the three weeks, in the, in the interim time that they've managed to build this, they've done an amazing job. And I was, I was genuinely really properly invested in this. And the way they did it through and the way they've actually done this match, as it was incredible. And I thought the match itself was fantastic. So uh, fair play to, to Reigns and Jimmy Yu. So what do you think, Luke? Yeah, I thought the same. I thought it was real. You know, it was intense. You know, it was uncomfortable to watch at times as well. But I thought like the way Roman Reigns is coming over as a heel is just really, really, really good. Um, you know, just to batter his cousin like that. And I, th- yeah. I thought Jay looked good in it as well. I didn't think I didn't, he he didn't lose much by yeah. being on the receiving end of a Roman Reigns beating, did he? He's just yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I think, didn't the commentator say at one point that you know the idea that if this is what Roman Reigns can do to his family, what will he do to the rest of the roster? And you like, you think, yeah, that's right. Like, he just looked like a like a beast, didn't he? I, I like that they're slow building his heel turn as well. Yeah. He's not gone full even here. He's not properly gone full heel. He, even you know on the on the next. On the on the on the SmackDown afterwards, he's still not properly heel. There's still elements of of he's not quite there yet. So you're just waiting for the moment when he is going to go full full tilt. What do you reckon, Joe? Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. I really liked it. I really thought Roman Reigns looked great in it. My my slight hesitation with it, and this is just real nitpicking, is does Roman Reigns like if they gave that exact same storyline to someone else? Like who is also good? Would would they be able to? Would, would that would that could could that storyline have elevated a new star? Uh, you know, and did it need to be Roman Reigns that got that? Because I think that's a. It's basically like he's like a dominant storyline in in terms of they've written him to be an absolute legend basically in this in this story, and it just made me wonder like, what if you gave that to like the Fiend or to Braun Strowman or whatever? Would, could could they do the same sort of stuff? But Ignore that because they have given Throne Reigns and I really like it. Got a lot of time for it. Um, so it's worth discussing and I feel really bad because it's going to spoil things a little bit for Luke for SmackDown, but I think it's I worth mind. discussing. So Roman and and Jay are going to go again at Hell in a Cell, but the stipulation, which unless I've missed it, hasn't been said yet. Roman said this will be a match that has the biggest stakes of any match ever. Um. What do we think that means? But, but, <laughs> but, but, but more than losing your eye. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about it in that sense. Yeah, that's absolutely true as well. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on what the biggest stakes ever in a in a USO versus uh, Reigns match could mean? I feel like it's going to be. Um, I feel like it's going to probably be the USOs. Then are the subservience to Roman Reigns in some way. We start, basically, I feel like we're going to get a faction out of the back of it. I've always kind of wanted a Samoan faction in right. WWE because I think they've got so much awesome Samoan talent, it feels like a, a, a missed opportunity, to be fair. Um, I was wondering whether it's going to be that Uso's got to kind of leave the family kind of thing because oh. that's the whole point of this story. So the idea is if he loses, he's no longer an Uso or whatever because to be fair he's doing he's doing well solo to be honest he, he held his own he had another match on smackdown he held his own there he's he's, he's doing all right so he's just or, 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 or break identical twin in the roster but black but black but you yeah i suppose you, you'd, you'd give it away if you brand split them wouldn't you, but you i know what you mean are you which one yeah are you jimmy or jay oh no i can't be called jay anymore i'm actually steve right <laughs> <laughs> Does have a new name? That's the person that came to um, mind. I, I suppose that could be. They could split the Usos up, and one of them joins Roman Reigns. The other one can't. Yeah. The problem you do. The problem if you split up tag teams in the draft, it becomes a bit farcical. 
uh, in, in my opinion, especially when you've got like four tag teams anyway. Seems a bit unnecessary to start divvying. Yeah, and the Usos are actually one of the good ones. Yeah, that's true. It's just yeah, a bold. It's it's again. It's the eye for an eye bold claim in it. Someone's written that this is going to have the biggest stakes ever, and they walk away, and you're thinking this can't possibly meet the expectations you have just set. Maybe it means literally. Maybe like the winner gets like a massive stake. Yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> a, a giant T-bone steak. <laughs> I'd be all there for that. I'd be all for it. Um, like, man, it's like it's like it goes like after the match, it goes into like a man versus food segment with Roman Reigns eating a massive steak. That's the main event. That's because it goes from Roman versus Uso to Roman versus steak. I'll take that. I'll take that. So, um, moving on, did you both hear about? Um, a certain legend wrestler talking about a match that he would like to come back and do with Roman Reigns this week. No. no? So on YouTube, uh, on one of his YouTube videos that he was doing, The Rock said that if he was going to come back to WWE, it would be to face Roman Reigns. Um, then people have got a little bit excited about that and said, well, that kind of feels like that's the end of this kind of story you know Roman becomes so dominant up to Wrestlemania that he then takes on The Rock which if you think about the way this story's going that kind of makes sense um Joe would you like to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania yeah yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah no it's fair yeah <laughs> I mean, I've got, I, I, to be honest yes I, I any I'm I don't know have you ever seen The Rock in wrestling Luke no so I just think it's it's that it's the spectacle of it. Like it's it doesn't really matter what the Rock's doing. I mean, I would like him to have a match rather than just turn up and just beat Baron Corbin, which he did last year, this time last year randomly. Um but I think he uh, yeah, I think him having a match against Roman Reigns would be excellent. That'll be his last match, presumably. Title versus uh Korea. Everything on the line. The only thing that makes me slightly concerned on that is um they're meant to be going to California for WrestleMania goes to Hollywood next year, as in March or April 2021. Yeah. And I've heard rumours that they might be moving that just because of how where, where COVID is at at the moment. So it feels like that's the match to do, but the place to do that is Hollywood, in yes. my opinion. You don't do that. You don't do that behind closed doors, for, sh- for sure. I think they're pushing, from what I've heard, they're pushing for, because in I think the NFL of <coughs> quarter capacity filling their stadiums, yeah, yeah. I think they're pushing for that WWE for at least Royal Rumble in January, that they want Royal Rumble to be in front of crowds with the, with the idea that, you know, a couple of months after that, WrestleMania then being full of crowds. So I don't think that, you know, Rumble and Mania will be behind closed doors. Obviously, anything can change with what's going on, but I think the idea is they won't be. Um I also think if you're going to do it, it has to kind of be this year because, you know, the the Rock is moving away from wrestling with every single passing kind of month as, as it goes on and, and his movie career is going to take over. And the, if the Rock's going to do wrestling, he's also then going to have to suspend that movie career because he got injured, didn't he, while he was he came back to do matches with John Cena, got injured when he should be filming Pain and Gain with Michael Bay, which really ticked Michael Bay off. So you, he's not going to want to do that again. So you'd have to take a couple of months on months off after Mania if he's going to do it. So it's a fairly big commitment. But I'd love to see it. Cause for me, The Rock's my greatest of all time for me for wrestling. That just 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 the one. So I'd love to see him back versus Reigns. I agree. I agree. I, 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 Rock coming back is uh, <clears throat> it's the one that gets all the uh, sort of casual punters watching, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's Clash of Champions. Um, before we move on, I think it's worth us just mentioning because there's been development since with Redemption. Retribution. Retribution. Redemption is <laughs> one of the wrestlers in it. Retribution. Okay. So Retribution, um, after last episode where you joked that you thought they were going to end up in just open face bal- balaclavas, the next episode, that's exactly what did happen, Joe. And we can pretty much see who every single one of them are without them actually giving away their full identities. And now they've even decided to change their names. Um, how so now that they're a fully fledged roster members, and now this is kind of moving forward, we're going to loot with this one. Are you, 
are you are you happy with with what they're doing with the with, with the group are you happy with what's going on with retribution i feel sorry for him to be honest because i think it's really poor um <laughs> it's just strange isn't it? like why would you give them contracts they've been harassing your company like destroying everything for months oh now we, we're gonna pay you yeah tracks doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to do that no i don't think any it, it's it's just done badly even the names are laughable i and don't the, understand and the masks the masks are ridiculous like bane masks aren't they yeah and and to think that dijakovic has shaved his head and changed his look and they've put him under that mask and i can't remember whose name's who but they've given him some ridiculous name and i think they've released him i think i think mia yim and um Michelle uh, Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez. They're going to be called like Redemption and something else. It sounds so close to Retribution, it's ridiculous. I think one of them's going to be called Redemption and the other one's going to be called like I don't know, I can't remember, but they sound too close to Retribution to to be, you know, they're not going to be called stuff like Flatiron and other names that they've already come up with for the others. So yeah, slap 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 jock slap face. Slap Slapjack, that's it. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. They've got no, they've got no personality outside of what they're doing, and they haven't really decided what they are going to be. Considering they, there's six of them, and then there's loads of them, then there's six of them again, and there's loads of them again. I, it's so messed up that this could have been brilliant, and it's just gone nowhere. So, I agree. I think you've made a real error by revealing all five straight away. Especially if all five are ones that you don't care about. Like, it would have been absolutely fine to have had a... What well, if you had a leader of it who was very... You would clearly didn't know who it was. And it was building to a leader. Then I would have been okay with the reveal of the three that we've had. If that makes, if that, if that makes yeah. sense. Because they're, they're not what's the appeal of the retribution. But the, the appeal of the retribution now is basically zero. But also, it doesn't make any sense. Like... It's obviously Mia Yim, for example, who's going out with Keith Lee, who she attacked the other day. So she's yeah. beating her up. But, but like, like Keith Lee's not going, Mia, is that? Is that? <laughs> it's <laughs> an awkward car ride home, isn't it? Yeah. You've still got a bit of that weird paint around. Like, your mask actually fell off at one point. Like, what? what are, you, are you a retribution to ask any questions? What's what's annoyed me as well is they actually they some of them have legitimate gripes. So Dominic Dijakovic could come in and go, I got overlooked for Keith Lee, even though me and him were practically on the same level. Mia Yim could say they moved Keith Lee up, but didn't move me up. And I don't think that's fair. Do you know what I mean? There's there's legitimate um, gripes to some of these people that if you revealed who they actually were and told a story that meant that if you'd watched NXT, you're a little bit rewarded with it as well. This could have been interesting. But it, they're just spouting illogical nonsense. Really. I, I don't even know who one of them is. Yeah. When, she, so, when she, I was going to say the same. When Shane Thorne is revealed to be a member of Retribution, I was like, but I mean, I could have seen his face and I wouldn't have known who he was. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at, least, at least I know who Shane Thorne is. The other one, I don't know who he is. I can't remember his name now, but it's... Oh, um, Madden, DM Madden. He was, the, yeah, he, was that? he was the commentator for a bit. He was, and he got attacked and then taken off um commentary which would have been his gripe that he he could have been someone and 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 wwe didn't take care of him there's stories there but it's just it's it, it's just been kind of rushed and, and wasted really um very final point anything more either you two want to think of, say about the draft any big names you're expecting to move across no joe, joe listed a fair few before but luke is any big names that you want to see move from raw to smackdown or from smackdown to raw or from NXT, any you want to see move up? Um, I'd still like to see Rhea Ripley move up, but I think they're still building towards that storyline with Io Shirai, possibly, and NXT, so maybe not. Um, AJ Styles, I think we alluded to it earlier. I can see him moving back to Raw. Apparently he doesn't get on with, um, what's his name? Roman Reigns' Paul, manager. Paul Heyman. That's it, yeah. Apparently he doesn't get on with him. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, he could easily go back. That's a good shot. Yeah. yeah, and he could feud with Drew McIntyre quite easily. I, I just want um, NXT to be more involved in the draft. I just would like them to get like like I they might lose one or two. Johnny Gagano and Candice LeRae could maybe go up together potentially. Um, I just wonder about whether you um, 
like whether you've got the opportunity here to bring a few people into NXT that are like not really doing anything, especially people like I don't know, like you know, maybe maybe some people have got a bit of a bit of traction with NXT. So like Andrade would be an obvious one, maybe uh, Bobby Roode could be a good one. You know, like you know, uh, Alistair Black could be a good one. You know, that, like that you've got some real kind of like NXT alumni that you could maybe do something with. Um, just a th- I don't know, just a thought for me. For me, it's the it's the women's division. If you've got people like Naomi and people like Carmella who are just floundering a little bit with kind of halfway characters, they could get a little bit more time and a little bit more exposure on NXT and, and wrestle some, and, and also do the job that NXT is supposed to do. NXT is developmental. So put some well-versed wrestlers down there to help the women get ready for the main roster, as cute as that sounds. Yeah. I think there's they need to take more advantage of NXT in that sense as well, particularly when it's all in the same building or pretty much in the same place and all the rest of it. You know, it's not exactly like it's it's difficult to, to move people around and get them over there. So I think yeah. that might be the way forward. Like Bianca Belair as well, who was like, I don't know if she was on this week's Raw, but they keep teasing her on Raw and like she was really strongly built on, on NXT. And didn't she like, Smash a lot of people out of the Royal Rumble as well. Yeah. Um, so like, but then I've done nothing with her either. But she was like, she could have been like the dominant force on NXT. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to we'll just wait, wait and see where the draft goes from here, really. And do you know so, what's going to do in my head, then Ben? I'll tell you, this is my, this is my final thought for today. Is that in a month's time we're going to have brand? Well, not even a month's time. Like at the end of October, we're going to have brand warfare, where yeah. we're going to like, where everyone from Raw is going to be like, oh, can't believe these troublesome smackdown people have come on our turf and invaded and you're like well you were literally on smackdown like two weeks ago mate what's the what they're like get come on. <laughs> uh, be like, i'm bleed red now like i <laughs> can't believe it unbelievable right. you're right as well that's what's poor about it is you're absolutely right time um, like you, you could do the draft straight like you could do this the draft like a month after wrestlemania and you'd be laughing because people would you'd keep people's attention going out of wrestlemania not doing it like the, the month before your brand warfare is mental. Even do it after do it after Survivor Series, that'd be fine. Just don't do it, don't do it, and then be like, now you need to be back in this brand wholeheartedly that you've just moved across to. Well, wouldn't that be the two best times to do it? You do it after Mania and you do it after um, Survivor Series because the idea is that Survivor Series that could be interesting because you've literally just pitted these guys against each other, and then you've got ready-made feuds that you then throw yeah. together because of a draft. It it, it seems too easy. It seems too easy that it, it's baffling they don't. Um, okay, so we will leave it at that. So that's Clash of Champions, draft, retribution, and so many, so much other stuff that's that's yet to come. The next time we will be talking to you all will be when we are predicting Hell in a Cell, which is only in about three weeks' time. It's something like October 26th. I think that one's, that one's being... Uh, being shown so uh hell in a cell in three weeks they are throwing pay-per-views at us at the minute um considering there's no considering there's like no crowds to to, to 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 make the profit from um if you want to get involved in the conversation search for the wrestling predict cast on twitter facebook and instagram be sure if you are your first time listening to subscribe and follow or on uh, places like spotify apple podcasts or even on amazon podcasts now and google podcasts <laughs> So you can find us in any of those places. Be sure to give us a follow, uh, subscribe, so you don't miss an episode. And we will be seeing you to discuss the abundance of Hell in a Cell matches. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate.